Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Paradox Untold Stories from Athletic Directors. I am Dr. Dustin Smith, and my co-host is Dr. Danielle LaPointe. And today we're excited because we're going back to the great state of Washington, and we got Russ Waterman on with us. So, Russ, man, we're excited to have you on here. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me on. Uh, it only took a few times to try and get my schedule right to get here. All on my head for missing those. Yeah, but nobody else has to know that, Russ. You, you hold on yourself. I'm okay. I'm all about transparency and authenticity. So, yeah. Well, we do appreciate you being on here, and we want to say a very special thank you to Ticket Spigot, the official ticketing partner of the NIAAA, for making this episode and every episode of Paradox possible. Danielle? I know things are honky-dory in your world, but how are you this morning? And welcome again to another episode. Well, I am excited about this episode because we have Ross Waterman with us. As you said, he's from Washington State. But I had the privilege of meeting him on an NIAAA webinar that we did together. Um, it was the first time I ever did a webinar. And Let me ask this you? question, Russ. Was it equal? Um, were you Were you honored to be on the same webinar as danielle or was this just a one-sided admiration we are starting oh, no, this so I'm, early <laughs> i'm telling you what's the truth it was an experience and, uh, without a doubt danielle handled it awesome i mean if you're going to try and wrangle five athletic directors that like to talk and especially like to talk about a passion she did a great job so no a lot of respect to danielle for what she did and it was a great interaction and, and a great relationship and a great start to our relationship well, why don't we just mark this one down? This is the first time I've heard that. Any of that. This is the first time in the year we've done this podcast. I'm just kidding, Daniel. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Dustin, do you see what I have to deal with all the time? This with Dustin. This is ugh, it's very early in the podcast for such shenanigans. Shall we move on? Um, but yeah, excited. That is how I really got to know Ross. He did a great job on the NI uh, AAA webinar, but he also um, does a lot in his his home state so and i make sure i want to say this correctly you're on the wasa board right is that correct, I yep. okay um the the wi AAA executive board and you're also the eligibility chair um and you're at eastmont high school so you have a lot on your plate you're very busy over there um so i'm really appreciative of the time that you're taking to to talk with us today Oh, I'm I'm just happy to be here. I mean, I've heard a lot of great things about this podcast and in kind of a, a fun atmosphere because you know some podcasts can be serious. So I'm I'm glad that we can be a little jovial and and goofy mm -hmm. and be here and share some stories and you know if somebody can gain something from this, it's a young AD. There's a bear trap for you somewhere at every turn. <laughs> Speaking yeah, of bear traps, are there a lot of bears in Washington State? Not where I live. Well, that's good. Go, so go we won't be setting a trap. No, ten minutes away from me, we find some. So yeah, that's pretty close. That's pretty yeah, close. <laughs> ten minutes away is pretty yeah. close for a bear. So have you you have you heard about the town of Leavenworth? I have. Okay, so Leavenworth is about a twenty minute drive. Uh, which way west of us? So once you get up into that area, there's a lot of bears. In fact, they had a, a bear mauling up there about a month ago. Um, in in the town in the city. So uh, as long as I can stay away from the wildlife, they can be wild wherever they want. Just don't be wild near where I am. Yeah, don't be wild in my life. No, exactly. All right, so I'm, I'm going to jump ahead, but does your story involve bears then? 
No. Do you want my oh. small bears? Because I can, I can embellish on the story. I can add. No. <laughs> you want my story to involve bears? That's my favorite question. I think we've had a long time. Do you want my story to involve bears? <laughs> I mean, I like that you can embellish it. You can add it to it and just not be, it won't be uncommon. Insert nature here. That's not where it is. In the Bear, giraffe, zebra, where you would. What do you want? I got you. So we can talk about Leavenworth and and all that would go into that, but that's not why we have you on here, uh, Russ. We can talk about your involvement, your levels of, of commitment to the both your state and national organizations. But uh, what I like to know is who's Russ outside of the AD world? What makes Russ Russ? And what does the resume not tell us about who Russ Waterman is? Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just a guy. And honestly, that's, that's kind of where I'm at in my life right now. I just try to be the best version of me outside of this. I enjoy my family. I enjoy my grandkids. My oldest son just got married and they're, they're pregnant. And so we have a third grandkid coming on the way. And, and who thought that at 55, I'd be saying I got three grandkids. So you talk about perspective and, and change, um, the, the, away from the job, you just, you just got to be yourself and, and enjoy life because if you don't, then, then you're missing it. And this, this job can suck up every minute of your day, 24, seven, 365, and you've got to set that time. So, and I enjoy golfing, I traveling, uh, anytime I can get away with my wife to a beach somewhere sunnier than here, we're, we're 22 degrees when I rolled in this morning with white stuff on the ground. So we get all four seasons, but it's good. Now bears and snow, and you've got a beach not far. I mean, what a what a environment that you live in, Russ. Well, the beach that I would be speaking of is going to be at least you know down to California or in Florida or you know visit my <laughs> uncle in Hilton Head. Those are the beaches that I like to be on. The beaches over here in Washington State are really really nice, but they're still really really cold. Right. Uh, they don't have that nice sand. We got that granular, crushed shell, hurt your feet kind of sand most places. Well, Danielle doesn't function if it's below like 70. Okay, it's like 60. So no, get the information right, Dustin. Okay. <laughs> I know. I'm a little worried about uh, the the Nashville weather that's coming up. 60 degrees and rainy. What do you want? Yeah, I mean. Perfect. Beautiful. That's a normal day in, in Washington, isn't it? <laughs> oh, that's a balmy day. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, uh, you know, where, where I'm located, if you throw a dart at the state of Washington and go to the center, you're going to be really, really close to where we are in East Wenatchee, Wenatchee Valley, in the, in the Wenatchee Valley. So we get all four seasons. We go from uh, 23 is not the coldest we've seen. We've we've been in the minus before, and we've been at uh, 114 uh, two summers ago. So we see them all. You want to talk about four seasons and seeing them? This is it. It really is the prettiest place on earth uh, for me. Now, how in the world, how many times did you use the word Wenatchee in a sentence? Because I heard it several times. Well, about the same amount of times I'm going to use bear in my story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you have the, you have the Wenatchee Valley. So we, we're, we're, you know, in a, in a valley between, uh, you know, you come out of the Cascades and then that's Eastern Washington. And then we have the foothills that are around us. So you have the Wenatchee Valley. You have Wenatchee, which is a town across the Columbia River from us. And then you have East Wenatchee, which is where I live and where Eastmont's located. So it's kind of a weird deal, but uh, it works for us. I just like the word Wenatchee. I think that's awesome that you used it multiple times in one sentence. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm impressed by that. So, so here's my question. When you first saw that word, how did you pronounce it? Whew. Um, 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not taking a stab at it. I'm not going to throw that. We're on. Uh, I don't want to cancel the show. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, the town is actually uh, named after uh, Native American tribe, the Hoenachee tribe, which is, uh, you know, is locally located in here. So it is it's got a lot of uh, history and historic history. So my, my hometown is Pahuska, which is a God bless you. And yeah, it's an old Osage chief. They named it after him, which Osage Indians, when they were relocated to Oklahoma. Um, so his name was Pahuska, but they called it Pahuska is what they call it now. But um, it's it's similar Native American history and the, the tribal side of that and just um, unique names uh, that, that the Indian tribes had and how that translates into hometown. But anyway, we can get off that subject for a little bit because... We're not here to talk about Native American history or, um, well, I guess history to an extent, because it's a story in your history. Um, and this is what Danielle loves the most is getting down and talking about stories that things that happen, whether it involves a bear or not. I'm excited to hear the story and we can discuss uh, just what happened. Um, so why don't you go ahead and fill us in on the story of, of Russ Waterman and, and being an athletic administrator and just that moment where you're just like, sweet Moses, did this really happen? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, Danielle and I were texting earlier this morning. She goes, "Hey, are you ready for a story?" And I go, "Oh heck, story. Okay, yeah. What, what, give me some ideas." <laughs> and so the Rolodex is going because I'm telling you what, you get in this job. I've been in the job uh, 12 years as an athletic director and and over 20 years as administrator, over 30 years in education. There's a ton of stories. I mean, where where can you start? Where do you want to start? And where do you want to go? But in this one, you know, anybody that's watching this, it's a young AD. I mean, the the list of a game day preparation is long and i mean it, it is long and you start at the beginning when you get to work and you check your lists off and you go boom, boom officials got it transportation got it your locker room's got to get custodial got it boom 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 you go down the list one of the things you don't really think about is the environment and the atmosphere of your event right how do you do that how do you make it uh you know hospitable fun going upbeat and those kind of things so we had we you know most most venues we had music right so we say, okay, yeah, we got the music. So for us, we had a, a little bit of an issue that we had to solve, and our, our PA system at baseball had gone out last spring. And one of our parents said, hey, you know, what's it going to take to to replace that? And I said, I, I don't know. I don't know. Let me look at it and did a little research. And I said, it's going to cost about this X amount of dollars. He goes, great, I'll write you a check. I go, well, that's not the cost for you. And he goes, what do you mean? I go, you buy it for baseball, you got to buy it for softball. They don't have a PA system, and I can't put one in without putting one in for softball. It's a Title IX issue. He goes, no problem. What's the total check to write it? So we're excited. Got a brand-new sound system at baseball, brand-new sound system at softball. Softball's ecstatic because they've never really had a PA system. We always use a portable speaker and a microphone. It just sounded horrible. So I now feel like I need to insert a disclaimer, though. Like, that's not the way those conversations normally go. You don't normally just have a conversation and get two new speaker systems for baseball and softball. So that's awesome. Kudos to you and your school for being able to get that. What do you mean that isn't the way it always goes? <laughs> yeah, what, what schools have you been at? Yeah, what are you talking about? What are you doing? I'm, there doing, I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. Usually it doesn't happen. Usually people want to give money for the purpose that they want to give the money for. This, mm -hmm. this donor was actually, you know, He's got two young daughters coming up in our system, too. So he, he gets it. He's an ex-school board member, and he gets it. So it was a, a pretty good deal. But we're benefit, you know, the benefit for our kids was was awesome. So we, we go, and we're going to have our first home game. So I've got um, 
you know, like I said, we're doing your portable speaker. And so I had a parent who happens to be uh, a board member uh, on our school board that would handle the walk-up music because, you know, you can't have events without walk-up music, right? It's just the <laughs> way it is, right? It happens at the pro level. It happens at the college level. It's got to happen at the high school level. So we say, okay, we're going to have walk-up music. So he handled the walk-up music. So he's excited. Goes, oh, it's a new PA system. So he's trying it out. And we're saying that's a little bit loud and whatnot. He goes, oh, we're good. We're good. We're good. So girls are excited, everybody's excited, and we go through the walk-up music. It's great, top of the first inning, one, two, three. Now we're gonna get to, you know, in between, so we're playing music, right? So music sounds really good, nothing's wrong. Beautiful. Second inning, one, two, three, here it goes. You know, walk-up music is great. Now we play the music. And all of a sudden, over the speakers comes a DMX song. Now, if you're not familiar with DMX, he's a popular rapper. He passed away a couple of years ago, but very popular with the kids. And so the playlist was on there. Unfortunately, he had selected the unclean version. Mm -mm. So over the speaker mm -mm. systems comes the F word, the MF word, and every other cuss uh -huh. that possibly could fit in a rhyme. And I am just like mortified. I'm standing by the dugout and it's a good 50 feet to the crow, you know, the, the building and you gotta go upstairs to the crow's nest. And I covered that ground in four steps. I don't think I hit a stair going up the stairs and I get up there and, and he is just as white as a sheet and he is just shaking the sound systems off and he's just looking at me like, and I go, uh, good job. We'll make sure we put this in the next school board report. <laughs> Every fan had looked up there. Every fan had their jaws hit the floor, and I'm going. So oh. he at least knew that something was wrong. He knew he did something wrong. Yeah, that music got cut off really quick after about the third <laughs> curse word. DMX is not. He's. It's not a clean rapper. If you don't know who D, if you're listening, you don't know who DMX is. Dustin, do you know who DMX is? Come on. You do this. I'm well you do this to me all the time. This. You, do you this are not well versed. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if you know. You didn't know who Charlie but, Pride was for crying out but loud. But I do now. But I do now. <laughs> but yeah, he is not the cleanest rapper out there. No, no, he's a good actor. I mean, there's a couple movies that he made, and you mm -hmm. know, very popular with the kids. I mean, if you you go through some, most kids' playlists, he's going to be on there somewhere. You know, the, the funny thing about this to me is I was at the collegiate level and kids would always come up before basketball games. Hey, Dustin, we made this warm-up CD. Can we listen to it? I'm like, nope, not till I screen it because mm -hmm. I want to make sure that you're playing stuff that's supposed to be, Dustin, it's all clean. It's all Spotify, clean version, edited version, whatever you want to call it. But that ain't even edited. I mean, you know, most of most of the rap songs that the kids play now, if you have to cut out all the bad words, it's just basically a beat. You're not yeah. really but hearing it, music. But it's not even about the words anymore. Right? There could be no bad words, but you're still talking about drugs or drinking or right. bending someone over or something inappropriate along those lines. So the context of the words are really, really important. It was something that I tried to instill in my coaches. And to follow up with your 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 story because I can completely relate to exactly how you felt. Unfortunately, I can relate to this, Russ. <laughs> is that I um I, I had I signed somebody to listen to it and I was like, yes, let's get this off my plate. Somebody can help me out by listening to this music. So they listened to it and the music itself was fine, but one of the songs, I'll never forget this. One of the songs 
had two gunshots in it. It went like bang, bang over the speakers. And I did the same thing you did. I flew up there so quickly. And, and, you know, they were like, there's nothing bad about it. There's no clean, you know, not, it's a clean version. And I did everything you asked, but I didn't. Ever since that incident, I had always, I, I sat in my office for hours listening and Googling lyrics and listening to it over and over again. Cause I never wanted that to happen again, but those gunshots like shook me. Like yeah. I was in the stadium and I was like, what? <laughs> that until I realized quickly it was a song. Yeah. Let, let me ask you this, Russ, you're down by the dugout, just enjoying a game, just a day out, just trying to watch kids compete. Um, first and second inning, first inning, no problem. Second inning, all of a sudden, where were you in midst of a conversation? Were you around kids? Were you trying to celebrate? Hey, one, two, three, we got them out of there. Or what was your immediate reaction as soon as you heard that? Were you in the middle of a conversation? Um, I, I think I was talking with our uh, athletic trainer and, and her husband, whose daughter was in the circle pitching. And I think when her eyes went the size of saucers, my eyes beat her eyes. And it was like, because she's an XAD too from a long time ago. And it was like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I said a word, uh, but I, I, I may have, you know, been that guy that was trampling over kids going over the top of the league. <laughs> It's like I got to get to that. I got to get to that. Uh, when I when I came back down, that was that was a more comedic portion of it. As the parents then started going, "Oh, great! Here's what we are," and oh, our school board member, and oh, yeah, great new sound system. Way to break that in, Russ. And I'm like, so the person who was actually in control of these songs was your school board member. Yeah, who's who was a dad of our number two pitcher. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a good running joke for a while i, I right. expected, you know you know we were going to get a little extra budget out of the school board for this right and, you know. what, what was the conversation like when you got in there i mean obviously he was white as a sheet and he was i mean was there a conversation or did anything need to be said you just agreed hey well, you, you let's, did the right thing. Let, let's peel another layer of the onion off so he is an ex-athlete of mine from the 90s. So I coached him. <laughs> so the co- you, can't, you can't make this up. And, no. and so, uh, you know, what do you do? Well, I mean, I, I'm up there at the music stop. He's shaking. He's white. And honestly, God, I, I, I put my hand on his shoulder. I said, it's going to be okay. Let's just make sure we clean up the list. Because what are you going to do at that point? It was an honest error. You know, he wasn't intentionally going to go play something that's, you know, vulgar. Uh, it's just, you know, I guess, the, in the, you know, you go back down and I look at his, his daughter and his daughter is just shaking her head. <laughs> like, yeah, that was your pops. You know, yeah, pops that's today. all him. <laughs> hey, hey, my pops today. Did, <laughs> did he do the PA or did he just play music? I mean, was he the you announcer know? too? Yeah. Did he finish the game? He did. Oh, he did. So yeah, had- the next home game, he goes, "I've cleaned out all the music." I go, "I trust you." There's, I, I'm especially. I, I, I honestly, I thought I would be getting some, you know, Billy Graham revival music in there for some to, to make up for it. So, uh, you know, Lawrence Welk or. But no, it was it, you know you get over it. But the, the the whole moral of the story is even as you think you've got everything dialed in as an AD something's going to happen that you're going to have to make that snap decision and, and, and recover from. And most of the times 
it's it's a it's an embarrassing situation. It could be a parent yelling at an official. It could be a kid misappropriate on the bench. It could be a lot of different things. You just you never know. The only thing I know is an AD, nothing is going to go too stripped a hundred percent of the time. Now, I'm not going to insinuate anything here. This is just simply a question. Did you have to go back and seek treatment from the trainer for any uh, legs cramping or maybe a pulled hamstring or something when you flew up those stairs like you did? Or are you just in so much great shape that that was no big deal for you? Oh, I don't, I don't know the words great shape and my name are in the same sentence ever. <laughs> Uh, I was telling Daniel, though, you know, rise and shine, right? four o'clock this morning, up on, on the treadmill doing the workout because in this job, it's it's like training to be an athlete, to be an athletic or to be to be honest. You got to be ready for your day, and you got to be in shape. You gotta you gotta take care of your health and your personal time as as anything else. But no, I think the adrenaline kicked in, Dustin, and you know, I was I was invincible going up those stairs. Well, you didn't even touch a stair. I mean, you just climbed that. You just got up there quick and just. I mean, you saw a problem. You had to solve the problem. By the time you got up there, the problem was remedied because he'd shut off the sound system. But I'm impressed that he was able to continue on for the rest and of the do game the for the rest of the game because it doesn't end after the second inning. There's still the game that goes on. There's still more innings. Yeah. yeah. And I think that this is a great story to talk about because. Um, the music was almost like a vein of, of games for me because the kids were like, we want a new playlist. Okay. Submit me one. Well, they didn't take the time to do it. Like making a new playlist takes a lot of time. Um, and, but you're also the one who's ultimately responsible for whatever comes over those, those shiny new brand new speakers. So it's a, it's a balance game. That's not easy that kids, kids want the most current up-to-date music, but it's not the most appropriate. And it's just a, it's a necessary part of our, our of the AD job, but it's also a very annoying part. Yeah. Um, well, you go back to what Dustin was saying, and, and you can hit Spotify, and you can hit whatever, you know, iTunes, you can hit clean. The kids know the words, and, mm-hmm. and they're, they're going to sing the songs in their head and on the stands, so this really, they're still going to be there. And, and again, it's not a plug for me, but I, I probably year four, year four, year five in this job, I didn't want to deal with music anymore. I don't, I don't want to review a playlist. It's just like you're saying, it, Daniel, it eats up your time. And I don't want to be the morality judge either. either. I just want to know that our venue is going to be clean. So, you know, we we went with the third party and we've been with that third party for six years now. And, and I don't have to worry about it. I know all the music that's played by that third party is going to be clean. Our kids sometimes don't like it. I said, come in, submit me your songs. We'll type them into the computer here and it'll say if it's blocked or it's good. If it's good, we're, th- we're adding it to the playlist, but you get mm-hmm. to be in charge. But if it's been triple filtered out, we're not putting it out there on the venue. My basketball coach went one better. He came to me this year. He goes, I want to make sure our playlist is all 70s rock and roll. All right, here we go. The kids go, well, this, this music stinks, Mr. Warman. You got to change it. I said, talk to your head coach. It's his playlist. And they just like look at me. I go, yeah, go complain about the music. We'll see how much time you get on the court. oh that's funny yeah we've gone to a third party as well just because of this whole same scenario because i'd get text messages hey have you have you listened to those lyrics have you read those lyrics and know what they're saying um and it may be innocent it may not be a bad word like you said earlier daniel it may not be bad words but it could be innuendos it could be um stuff that and if I'm the fun police, I'm the fun police, whatever. Um, and my kids are like, hey, 
we can't we can't get pumped up with this music. I'm like, if you need to be pumped up because of music, wear your headphones, whatever. I mean, you're you're competing. Um, we we're literally talking about I feel like a sore subject for every single AD ever anywhere because this is like kids saying I can't get pumped up to this this is so important to like my performance and my warm-up is is a common theme I think um I'm very much you know um I guess just just stereotyping that across you know the entire country but I, I do think it's a very common um problem so the idea of having a third party is a great idea um i i did not get to use that unfortunately i wish i did because it sounds amazing sounds way better than what i was doing it's pricey it's pricey i mean don't get me wrong you're paying Mm -hmm. for the service but the 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 ease of mind as an ad knowing that i can i can take that i can plug that in and i know that i'm good Right. I don't have to worry about an F-bomb coming out. I don't have to worry about degrading women. I don't have to worry about racist remarks. I don't have to worry about that. To me, that's the investment of what we can do. And 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 the kids, the, the kids have gotten better with it. I mean, they'd love the fact that they can come in and build their playlist with it out of the music center. It's over 30,000 songs. You can find something every day. But I, I, I agree with you. And then I come back with what you guys are both saying right now. If If you need music to pump you up to compete, we need to come back and start teaching a little bit more about mental preparation as an athlete, uh, right. because it isn't about that hype. It isn't about that emotion to get you going. You should be mentally prepared and focused in the time you step in on that court, that field, whatever it is. So as an AD, now we got to go back in and are we doing a good job at that aspect of it? Well, and part of them, you know, and you talked about the walk-up songs and how important that is for people, um, especially baseball, softball. And I think if they would add it to bowling, if bowling had walk-up songs, I think that'd be, I, I can think of some classic songs for some kids in bowling. I can't, I can't even comment on that. I can't even. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. In fact, we have a bowling match today uh, at, at two o'clock. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring that up the lane. So can we get some walk up music? Get an announcer going right now. Now I roll the third frame. The hammer. <laughs> I mean, right? And that's bad to the bone is playing when she's coming up to the line to throw the to roll the ball. I, I love it. Let's go. Oh man. Yeah, I we think could you do tub thumping. Work. I get knocked down. I get up again. I mean, that's pretty perfect for her, her bullying. <laughs> but oh I'm thinking, I, I understand that, you know, and, and you mentioned it, the pros do it, college yeah. does it. And so you want to make it as, as great an atmosphere for your kids as you possibly can. And so what I do with my kids is I say, okay, here's the computer. If it comes out of this this song list you can build all you want and you can build as long as you want to build it but it's got to be out of that and then and like you said russ it's peace of mind i don't have to worry about that it's going to offend somebody um you know some of my kids be like really we got to listen to sweet caroline again like hey it's great at the boston red sox if you're ever there for a game it's awesome I was just going to say that. I was going to say, um, you know, the, the music that some of the, the kids want to play, you don't hear it at the Lightning game or at the Box game or at the Rays game. I'm like, go to a game and hear what they're playing. If it, they play it there, we can play it here. Like, that's kind of, um, you don't you don't go there and hear these inappropriate versions of songs in inappropriate context. So, yeah, it's a, it is Your not fun. Your personal playlist is not the team's playlist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, that's the talk, you know, the talk that we talk. 
And, 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 along with, it goes along with what your standards are as your athletic department too. I mean, I'm, again, I love the term fun fleece. I hate, I hate that when it gets applied to me. I want to make this a great experience for the kids because that's part of the athletic experience, right? Walk-up music, pregame music, whatever the case is. Let's, let's make it a fun atmosphere, an upbeat atmosphere and everything else, but let's do it in the right way. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing about <clears throat> the thing about most kids, they will agree to it. And I think it goes back to, all right, the song really doesn't matter. To be honest, it really doesn't matter. Um, you know, I, our band sometimes will play Fat Bottom Girls. Um, and sometimes our cheerleaders start doing a tumbling pass when they're playing Fat Bottom Girls. And I think that's a terribly inappropriate way to play that song. Um, and maybe nobody else hears that but me. But that's reality. I mean, some of now the... Now they all the, know, Dustin. Now they all know. Going back <laughs> they'll bring it to their film. attention. Yes, now they all know. <laughs> Now, what I really want to know, Russ, is how are you going to work in a bear to that story? Because I don't know if a bear would have fit in. <laughs> oh, I definitely, because I could have probably just said I went up those stairs like a bear was chasing after me. Right. I'm with you. Right. Or it was. I can you know, appreciate I that. There, I got up there and my emotions were like a grizzly ready to attack, but I realized I had to handle it a little bit better. I could work a bear into any story. <laughs> you woke that bear up right there, Dustin. Right. I poked the bear. See what I did there? You there you go, poked the bear. <laughs> Well, and I just think your story is even more interesting because it involved a school board member. And luckily for you, the school board member understood that he did something wrong. But, you know, even maybe more lucky that it was the school board member, because if it wasn't, maybe the school board would have heard about it. Yeah. <laughs> they would have complained about it instead. Well, sure the you probably, school board heard about it. I was going to say, you probably didn't get any complaints from the school board about it, though, did you? <laughs> I, you know, I didn't I didn't attend the next school board meeting, but I, I, I think he probably self-reported. You know, probably say because they they always report out what their interactions were with you know the schools and did they visit and do a play or did they do do an athletic event? So I'm sure he self-reported. And I mean, just the the street cred that you had established, the uh, you could have just with that particular board member just say, hey, remember. Remember, you're playing bad words. Is it street cred or is it blackmail? Yes, I was trying to be. I was trying to give you some. (laughs) uh, I mean, you can spin it however you want to. It's kind of like putting the bear in there. I mean, you can spin it however you want to, but I was going with street cred just to give you some. You wouldn't have to, you know, blackmail them at all. But at any point, you could just give them a look and say, "Remember, (laughs) it could happen to anybody." I mean, really, honestly, I mean, it could have been a parent, a kid, you know put another layer to that onion about three or four years prior to that we had we had an athlete that didn't like our third party venue and uh unplugged ours and plugged his iphone in during warm-ups uh I'd just shoot around and that that cost him a, a little bit of playing time because it was an unfiltered list that came out over the speakers so it can happen to anybody well and seeing some of that like we get two computers so I got playlists put on two computers, but mm-hmm. in the spring we have soccer, softball, and baseball all going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have three computers at each one of those places. So right. now the big thing for us is we got to have music during practice because we want to make it as chaotic and loud as it can mm-hmm. be. So it's like simulating a game, I, I guess, because there's no game that we play that there's music ever playing while we're playing. Right. So that really doesn't that argument doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. Um, so, you know, some of that you, you're taking liberties when they're in practice because sometimes they're playing stuff and 
how you filter that music, even for practice. Cause yeah. I've gotten reports from people in the community. Like, Hey, I heard this while they were practicing the other day. And I'm like, that's a practice. Okay. Now I got to monitor practice times and what they're mm-hmm. doing with their music for practice. So that means yeah. soup. I got to buy more music. I buy another computer so that I can put it out there for practice. And they only use this music. Uh, it's crazy. I mean, we have, we have a couple of programs that do that. And I remember the first year, uh, our football program did it and they had wheeled out the big student body speakers and it was almost like a concert series out there. And my phone's ringing. <laughs> it's, it's two neighbors across the street. Are you listening to the music that's coming out of that field? No, ma'am, but I am now. So I'll <laughs> call you back. <laughs> we tell our coaches all the time. I say, if you're going to play music and practice, that's fine. I get it. I'm not going to sit here and say you can't do that, but you are personally responsible for everything that goes out of those speakers. So you need to do your due diligence because it's not going to be the kid that's going to be in trouble. We're going to have a talk. So and. And the problem is that call's not going to that coach. No, no. The call from the community is coming to the AD saying, hey, do you know what music's being played? And, you know, it's just another layer to this role that we have that, hey, coach, you're supposed to be doing the right thing all the time. Um, And the coach may not get the call, but I get a call, hey, this word was said, or they're talking about degrading women or whatever. And it's during practice. And then all of a sudden I've got to go to him and say, coach, what, what was the deal? Yeah. And like you said, you're responsible for whatever's being played during your, your practice time. Yeah. And isn't that, and that, that to me is frustrating because that's not, the music isn't going to help you win the game, right? No. That is not what's going to do it. But yet I, I had coaches, uh, I had some coaches who are great and they're like, this is what will be played. Like you said, seventies rock. Right. And then I had other ones who wanted the same music as the kids did. And it was a constant battle and it. And it just stinks that, so much of our conversation sometimes has to be around this music, this one part that isn't making your kids better, not making your kids um, better student athletes. You're not going to win the game because of this. And it's just such a large part of the whole process, but it's also, so it's a necessary part. That's why I call it necessary. But at the same time, it's just such like a minute, unimportant part. And, and a lot of, a lot of brain power and energy put on a minuscule effect on a game. I mean, it's funny the rolodex is flipping 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 and then we're talking about music and so i got a brand new coach first first game uh that that she's coaching for us for girls basketball and she texts me like at four o'clock well no it'd been early at one o'clock in the afternoon hey i want the girls to run out to this music what music and she she sends me a, a youtube clip i go absolutely not she goes why not i want it to happen i go you need to listen to the lyrics and then you need to tell me why that's appropriate for a high school setting and she goes, oh, I didn't even think about that. I just like the beat. The beat is really good. I go, let's focus on the kids, making sure they get their, uh, you know, don't don't travel, bat, pass the ball, put the round thing in the round thing, and let's just compete. And music is irrelevant. So you know, I think about a movie, and Daniel, I don't know if you've seen it or not. I'm trusting that Russ has, but there's a movie called For Love of the Game. Oh yeah. And when Kevin Costner's pitching, he says, "Clear the mechanism," which he's trying to block out everything else and just focus on one thing he's trying to focus on throwing the ball to the catcher and striking a guy out so i think about all this music and hoopla that we try to put out there for practice but we really want them to be mentally tough and say let me block all this out block it out and yep. focus on what mm-hmm. i'm supposed to be doing so i think we're <laughs> we're in a bit of a quandary because they want music because it's practice or whatever but we want them to be focused and we want them to block out all the other noise and focus on what they're trying to do mm-hmm. 
Yeah. It, again, it's that, that you're, you're right. So there's a the juxtaposed kind of philosophy. We want a relaxed environment of practice. Yeah, you want them to focus and ratchet in. Well, you got to make sure those things mesh because otherwise you got a kid dancing on the sidelines, right? Practice. Hey, Billy, get in. What? And then, you know, now Billy's in trouble because he really liked that song. So. I come back to what Danielle said. There's no music during during game time, right? There's no music during the, the course of the play. And so you're really giving them a false atmosphere to perform in anyway. And there, there's I mean, some just, places we go to that are quiet as a church mouse. I mean, it's just a, it's just a quiet environment, and I don't know what the music has done for them at all because it's not simulating a game situation. Yeah. Well, I mean, just think about how long we're having a conversation about it. It clearly is a sore spot amongst ADs. Is where like we can sit here and dissect this, and we all have very similar experiences. So. Um, yeah, no, I think this is a, a phenomenal thing to really touch upon amongst all ADs. I mean, your story is funny, Ross. Like, it has involved a school board member, brand new speakers, like, in a great situation, too. Like, yeah. a lucky thing that you got at your school and turned it into this, like, black mark in your in your Rolodex, as you call it, mm -hmm. where you're like, huh, didn't need that to happen. Um, and, and, and who are you supposed to trust more than your board member to do it, right? Yeah. That's supposed to be one of your. <laughs> I can. Well, trust it wasn't intentional by the board member. I mean, it was a it no. was a sheer complete accident mm -hmm. um, that that music got played. But sometimes that's the toughest lessons we learn when we go through mm -hmm. an experience and just say, "Okay, we won't be doing that again." Yeah. But who says it can't happen again by accident? You know, so it 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 it's always on AD's minds, and um, you know, if you're an AD out there who struggles with this, you are not alone. No. <laughs> and if you want to if you want to talk about a good third-party vendor call contact russ or myself and we'll we'll give you put you in contact with people who filter it all they even make it sound like a radio station they can i mean they can do shout outs you can do advertisement you can do all kinds of things with it um at least our our third-party vendor which i'm assuming is the same one you're dealing with but yes um, it is it, it's really something that will take a huge load off of your shoulders and something you don't have to worry about. It's just a matter of having your computer at that venue and you're good. Yeah. I, it's one of those things that, you, you know, if you don't have money in your budget for the district, go to your booster club. I mean, they're going to, they're going to give you some, some help with that. But yeah, I, it's, it's, it's a, it's a godsend really to not. And have it's to an easy that. sales pitch to an administrator to be able to say, Hey, you want to worry about music here? Mm -hmm. We can go this route or we can pay this amount and not have a, a concern about it at all. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you uh, sharing that story because I think it's a very, very important one and <laughs> and <laughs> you know, reason why you need to be stretched and ready to go at all times, right? Because sometimes Amen. we got to hop over kids and fences and stairs <laughs> before the game starts. Get up at 4 a.m. and hit that treadmill so you're ready for whatever the day <laughs> may be. Stairs, <laughs> stairs, whatever. That's right. Yeah, you get your stair steps in, you know, get a wiggle and get through the crowd. You bet. Make it work. <laughs> See Ross on the sidelines before a game, just stretching. You oh, know why? Heck yeah, in the training room, working on the bands, get a tape job real quick. Yeah, it's game time, trainer. I need taped up. You got to know. You got to love it when you're walking out and you get your shoes spatted right there for game time, and you're the AD on the sideline. <laughs> that so badly now 
pay money, Danielle, to see you spat up your shoes at your next football game on the sideline. Consider it done. Hey, where, <laughs> how about you do it at the national convention? You just come ready because you never know what may happen there. Uh, walking into the vendor hall, <laughs> spattered up shoes. <laughs> have walk up music when you walk in there. <laughs> Playing on my that, phone. That, that is incredible right there. Just have your phone <laughs> in your pocket and just start blaring your own walk up music. Yeah. Just just announce to the, the world, Danielle is here. Here's my walk-up yeah. music. I'm coming in. Yeah. Hey, tap tap the person right there at the vendor hall that's checking badges to say, uh, Danielle is now in the vendor hall. I don't like walk-up. where this conversation is gone. Let's go. <laughs> Dustin, that is now our mission in Nashville. Is no question. Better, and we are at the doors with a megaphone, and we announce her presence with authority. And I'm going to have my own walk-up song for her. So I'm going to pick which one I want. (laughs) And then when Andre Walker and I are presenting at the convention, I'm going to make sure he's got a walk-up song when when he gets introduced. God, I'm so sorry to everyone that this has happened before Nashville. Oh, no, this is great. Just be listening oh, for us at the National Convention. If you hear Daniel LaPointe, Dr. Daniel LaPointe, yeah. we'll make sure we announce that. But we're going to walk up music, and we get to pick it. This, oh, this God, episode is going to require... Dr. So... Detroit comes to mind right now. Oh, oh yeah. There's, there's several things that I could put out there. Oh, my God. I've lost control of this episode. You you guys know that I edit all the episodes, right? This episode is going to need heavy editing. <laughs> you can't edit me at the National Convention, though. You won't have it recorded there. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, before this gets even worse, which I don't even know how I can at this point, um, <laughs> I just want to say thank you for taking the time out of your very busy day, um, you know, to to really um, enlighten 80s across the country, but to take time to hang out with Dustin and I. Um, I really appreciate it. I know you're a busy guy. Uh, it's the great start to my day right here. It can't get any better than what I've done right now. <laughs> I'm sharing time with 80s. We're all in the same canoe rowing, man. We just mm-hmm. we just need to realize that. Just don't row toward the waterfall. Yeah, <laughs> stay away from that. I've I've seen without a paddle. You don't want that row. You yeah. you don't want to be on that, uh, which may have taken place in Washington anyway. But that's a whole another story. Um, anyway, Russ, I do appreciate you, brother. Thank you for jumping on here with us. Thank you for taking your time, and I'm no glad problem. we got this scheduled because I think this is very valuable for ads to hear real world experience, something that has really happened that can make them better as AD. So I want to thank you, Russ, for jumping on and look forward to seeing you later this week in in Nashville. Yeah, you bet. It's going to be the time. Best week of the year. Yeah, thank you to both of you. And also thank you to Take It Spigot, who is our official sponsor of our podcast. We will be back next week with another episode. 